Check out the Drum Shuffle Podcast, the best podcast about drumming, hosted by Jamie Eads. Listen to wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. (laughs) This is like the ninth time I've tried to do this. From the Dire Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 8, Florida. It's just one game? Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? You still on the Facebook? I'm still on the Facebook, and the podcast page is still on Facebook. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. No emails to read. But you can send me your emails, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. You thought the Western Kentucky game was bad. I see your Western Kentucky game and raise you this game. West Virginia loses by 10. It could have been worse. In Madison Square Garden, the Jimmy V Classic. This felt like a fever dream. Watching this felt like I ate some Chinese, like I ate some egg foo young, and then immediately went to sleep and had crazy dreams. Now, I've awake, I have seen West Virginia play bad this year. I've seen the Western Kentucky game. But in this game, uh, It was a different kind of bad, but on the same level. West Virginia scored 57 in a loss to Western Kentucky. They scored 56 tonight. They shot 33% against Western Kentucky. Tonight against Florida, they shot 30%. (laughs) They made 3 out of every 10 shots. 29% from 3, but that's misleading because... A lot of the threes that West Virginia made was when the game was out of hand. 20 turnovers tonight. So West Virginia shot 30% and had 20 turnovers. And if you're a glass half full person, they only lost by 10. With both of those things being true. I mean, we West Virginia rebounded well? <laughs> I want to give props to Chase Harler, but again, he he lit up when West Virginia was down 13 with under eight minutes left. But outside of Chase, nobody really wanted the ball uh, to shoot it into the basket, except for Beetle, who, as we talked about, he wants to be the guy. I want him to be the guy. He's got to get reps on being the guy. And he needs more reps because 
Tonight, he made one shot. I believe he was one of 11. And Huggins didn't play him in the second half. He he was in there briefly and then and then out. Just didn't have it. Played Napper. Napper fouled out. Played McCabe. But the idea of this fever dream. There, weird things happening. Like, Huggins does the halftime interview. My friend Joe called me. So that might have been part of the dream. Or the, he didn't call me. He texted me. It said, did you see... During the Huggins interview, the guy taking his shirt off. And I was like, no, I was just paying attention to Huggins. And I and I rewound, uh, rewound it, played it back. And there's a guy in the background taking, uh, raising his shirt up um, twice. During, you know how Huggins interviews go. It's like two questions and out. And he's very quick to answer them so he can keep moving. And in that short amount of time, a guy is taking his shirt off. Any time that Dick Vitale is on the call, you could feel like it's a fever dream. And the worst Dick Vitale is a bored Dick Vitale. And a 66-56 game, it's not like Florida shot lights out. Long stretches of the game, uh, both teams just didn't score. <laughs> And so that makes Dick Vitale bored. And so he's... Now, the one thing that was funny with a bored Dick Vitale is he's reading text messages. (laughs) Like he's getting text messages during the game. uh, And he's just... And he's reading them during the broadcast. Um, And I don't want to make too much light of it because... This is the Jimmy V Classic, so the ESPN is trying to raise money for cancer research, and that's very serious and important. But also, you're reading text during the broadcast. I don't think he's reading text if he was if he was not bored. He was also trying to get a Florida fan who paid a lot of money to sit close uh, to the floor. He li- apparently Dick liked his enthusiasm, and so he's. Tr- at the end of the game, when they're trying to get the heck out of there because it was a terrible watch, Dick Vitale is like, hey, let's get this guy on the on the screen, baby. <laughs> let's get this guy with enthusiasm. He's doing the chop, baby. Oh, that's the worst. Um, there was an interview with uh, twin lady wrestlers. That went, that felt like, again, it felt like a fever dream. Also a weird thing. The Florida coach, and this is not, we've played Florida since Huggins has been at West Virginia a few times during the season. So I'm familiar with this guy's work. But I swear, to add to the idea of, of it, like not knowing if I was awake or not, every time... There was a stop and play. He was making at least two substitutions. Like he was uh like he was conducting a symphony. Just leave guys in a little bit or don't be so involved with the process. But like it, it felt like hockey. Florida was playing like hockey. 
where just guys were coming in and out for the, especially in the second half. Like, and you know, I always talk about how long West Virginia games will go. This one went two and a half hours. A 66-56 game went two and a half hours, which is what I have to say for that is absolutely not. Stop. It was rough tonight. Random thoughts coming up. Christmas shopping should be done at Woody's Goodies. I can't say it any simpler. Two locations, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. New inventory every day. I'm on their Facebook page. You need to check out their Facebook page. If you share their advertisements on Facebook, it puts you in a drawing to win $50. I'm looking at the St. Albans location. That's where I frequent. They've got lots of digital goodies. They've got an HTC One phone for $80. They've got a variety of wireless speakers. They've got wireless earbuds. They've got something... (laughs) A playing smart music flower pot. Have you ever heard of something like that? They got it. They got a voice recorder. All that stuff and more. Check out Woody's Goodies on Facebook. Visit their stores, two locations, Marmette, St. Albans. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I have some Bob Huggins quotes to share. There's no YouTube videos yet of the press conference, but he did talk to reporters after the game. And I'm getting these quotes from bluegoldnews.com, so thank you bluegoldnews.com. And I'm going to read them in my Huggins voice. I've never had a guy turn a 180 as much as he has turned. He was as coachable as could be and now he's not. I've told them that it has to stop. That they have to cut it out. You can't put yourself before the team. I don't put myself before the team. Unquote. And again, that sounds nothing like Huggins. It's a terrible Bob Huggins impression. I just sound like I, <laughs> I just sound like I've uh, had some sinus issues. So Huggins is calling somebody out, not by name. We have to guess who he's talking about. That's saying last year he was coachable, and this year, and now he's not. So who could that be? The sad part is, I'm not exactly sure who he's talking about. I think if you're paying attention to especially the video montages of night of Huggins losing his mind, he was doing that to certain guys. So I'm not going to say names, but I'd love for you to send me a text or a something on Facebook or Instagram. Give me your thoughts on who he's talking about there. I'd be interested to hear what you think. Here's some more Huggins quotes. We have to get some guys that have our back. That have the coaching staffs. <coughs> that have the coaching staffs back. That has the universities back. The states back. Unquote. And I actually cough trying to do the voice, but Huggins will cough during a press conference if he's if he's super gruff. So he's calling out the team. And I believe. In either 
after the after after the Buffalo game, the first game of the year, or after the Western Kentucky game, Huggins was talking about I'm gonna fix this. Like he so he's done the I'm gonna fix this. He's calling out individual players after tonight's game, and he's saying we need guys that have the states back. Now, the last time Huggins talked like this was after Kevin Jones and Truck Bryant graduated, the year after that. That was the 2012-2013 season. So, I hate to do the, I told you so, but this is something that's, this is something I shared with Chris Anderson, preseason episode 5, about comparing this season to the 2012-2013 season. Uh, The previous season... That 2012-2013 team lost two major contributing seniors in Truck and Kevin Jones. Uh, The remaining senior leadership was inconsistent. I like Dennis Kalichla, but he was was inconsistent. And then there was, in 2012-2013, a lot of sophomores and freshmen – this year, more juniors, but a lot a, a big freshman class coming in, a lot of new guys. Tell me why the 2018-19 season is not going to be like 2012-2013. Okay, so I asked Chris this question, and Chris said, well, I'm paraphrasing. This team has Sagabakanate and Issa Ahmad, and they can lead this team with their play better than Kalichla did in that season when West Virginia had a losing record. Now, I don't think West Virginia is going to have a losing record this year, okay? I predicted West Virginia would lose this Florida game. I'm not going to play that back, but you can find that prediction in the Western Kentucky episode. I think they're going to lose at Tennessee, Uh, but... With the Big 12, I perceive being a little bit down. I think West Virginia can still have a winning record in conference. And and who knows? I think this team is going to get better. they got to fix the turnovers. And against better competition, they haven't been able to do that yet. So, <clears throat> you know, I... Now, what what happened in that 2012-2013 season... A lot of those guys were not on the roster a couple years later. And it's way too early in the season for me to start talking about guys that are going to be out of the program. I'm not saying that. Because, again, this team has freshmen and a bunch of new guys. Napper played a lot tonight. He showed signs of doing pretty good. But he also turned the ball over way too many times. McCabe. Has got a ways to go. Emmett Matthews Jr. looks decent against uh, lesser competition and has struggled so far against good teams because he's a freshman. And that's okay. That's not a that's not terrible. Um Haley is new. So all these new guys, it's gonna get better, if not by the end of this year. This will help for years to come, but it's going to have an effect on this season. Now, West Virginia plays Pitt on Saturday at home. If they struggle with Pitt and lose that game, 
Now, now we go to Rhode Island, and that's iffy, and the confidence is shaky, and then who knows what's going to happen this season. Because what Huggins is not going to do is play guys that he is perceiving is not listening to him and not doing what he's asking to do. So he'll play like he'll play six guys. He'll play wh- whoever's listening. He'll play those guys, and if it's young guys, and he kind of gives up this season to get reps for the for the guys he thinks is going to be in the program moving forward, he'll do that. So I don't want to put too much on the pick game, but what I'm telling you is, if they lose that one, oh baby. <laughs> Oh, baby. This could be a long season. If they win by one point against Pittsburgh, then my prediction stands that they'll, you know, they're going to lose more than last year because they're not as good. But still, maybe make the NCAA tournament. But if they lose the pit at home, especially coming off of this game, then all bets are off. I hate to put it in those terms and make a game in December that important, but I really think it is because Huggins is saying things that are reminiscent of the time. (laughs) The last time he had a losing record, uh, and the only time he's had a losing record at West Virginia. I'm not wishing that on this team, but the similarities are there. Final thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. They are a family-owned, veteran-owned, full-service graphics shop. Youth basketball is right around the corner or it might be starting up. And the kids need t-shirts with numbers and logos on them. That's Dyer Prime's business. That's what they do. They'll work with you to make a custom design for every job. No design fees, no screen fees. And they can put your design on over 1 million promotional products. Do you want your logo on a Flex Seal can? Dyer Prime can do that. Could they put your design on a bread knife? I don't know. Call them or text them to find out. 304 767 4445. Find them on the web, dyerprime.com, D Y E R P R I M E.com, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The players on Instagram were sharing their videos of their experience in New York City, getting to see Times Square and being in Madison Square Garden and in the locker room of the New York Knicks. So with a lot of new guys, uh, and I don't know, what their travels are like, but it's got to be super exciting to be in Madison Square Garden playing basketball and the lead up to that and being in Times Square. I've only been to New York City twice, both on school trips, and it was... (laughs) I remember one of the times eating at Sbarro's 
And now when I think of Sbarro's, obviously I thought Sbarro's was awesome uh, when I was a child in New York City. And now all I think about when I think of Sbarro's is The Office. When Michael Scott goes to New York and talks about eating authentic New York pizza and going to Sbarro's. Um, I also remember the fascination with vendors on the street selling expensive watches for cheap. Multiple vendors had Rolex watches. Or what I came to find out later, they were deemed Folex, like fake Rolexes. But more than one kid on our trip, and I'm not going to say if I bought one or not, uh, went home, went back to West Virginia with a Rolex watch. <laughs> it was fun. Wow, I'm getting like, you can get a, a Rolex for $30? I'm 13 years old. Sign me up. So I don't know if the basketball team uh, were solicited for fine watches at a discount price. Who knows? But I hope they had a good time. I know the game didn't go great, but I hope they enjoyed their experience in New York. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm, CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. Those are all nice things to do, and I thank you in advance for doing them. The next game, Saturday, 12 p.m., ESPN2 at the Coliseum uh, and it's the backyard brawl it's against Pittsburgh I told you earlier I'm putting a lot into the result of this game and how it's going to affect the rest of the season I encourage you to not do that but I'm doing that both teams coming off of bad losses ours ours was against a good Florida team they're not bad they're higher than us in the Kim Palm rankings. We're still in the 20s, amazingly. Pitt is 114 in the Kim Palm ratings. They lost Monday to Niagara, where the Falls are at. There's also a university there, and they are 251st in the Kim Palm rankings. And they beat Pitt in Pittsburgh. So this is a young team, new coach. It should be interesting podcast to follow. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2018-19 season is 5 and 3.